And, um, and so we talked about that last Sunday morning and uh, Sunday night about uh, love. Speaking of Sunday morning and Sunday night, before I forget, it just came to my mind, uh, Brother Larry Appleby and maybe Miss Patty uh, are going to be with us next Sunday, okay? So next Sunday, the Applebees will be in the services with us uh, and um, not only be preaching, but giving an update uh, on the ministry. Uh, if uh, I'm hoping that Miss Patty will be able to be here because um, she is currently in Germany and um, doing a took a group over there, and uh, she'll be back from that, uh, fresh on her mind, be able to give an update on uh, the ministry, uh, the Well International, uh, that her and uh, Brother Larry are a part of. So they'll be with us uh, uh, next Sunday uh, morning and uh, Sunday evening uh, for, uh, for our services. So uh, that'll, be, uh, that'll be next Sunday, so please uh, mark your calendar. Uh, for that. If you've never met the Applebee's, they will be a uh, tremendous uh, blessing to you. But we talked about uh, our, our love one for another. Uh, and kind of connection with that, 2 Timothy chapter 2, look with me in verse number 1. 2 Timothy chapter number 2, in verse number 1. Now therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Now watch verse 2. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. I kind of, verse number two, I've actually preached an entire message um, on this subject and out of verse number two of Second Timothy, chapter two, on pass it on. And pass it on. So, God has blessed us. God has taught us. God has brought us. You agree with that? God has brought us through many things. My um, stepmom's mom just passed away. She was 99. She was going to be 100 years old on her birthday. 99 years old. Now, let me tell you something. You've seen a few things if you've lived 99 years. I mean, you've seen a few things. If you're living in our current state status, you've seen some things if you've lived 10 years. I mean, some crazy stuff. But 99 years, I think of my baker, and I think of all the things that she'd been through, all the things that she had seen in her lifetime, and all the things, all the stories, that she was able to pass on to her kids and her grandkids and her great-grandkids. And I believe she had great-great-grandkids. All the things that you're able, because God has brought this in your life. God has taught you these truths. God has brought you through this difficulty. For what? What has he done that for? Is he certainly done that to teach us, right? To help us grow. Peter said that we're to grow up in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. I hope and pray that you're more knowledgeable about God and his word this year than you were last year. I hope that's a goal of yours. 
Nobody gets to the point, or nobody should get to the point, where they say, I've arrived. There's nothing left that I need to learn. You get to that place in your life, you're in trouble. Why? Because we're ever learning, right? We're ever ever coming to the truth of God's Word because God's Word is a living book and it's constantly teaching us and constantly showing us. You know, there's a lot of professions and most professions, they have ongoing um, schooling that they send you to. I remember when I was in the Navy and I was an operations specialist and I went through A school and I got through A school and, and by the time I got through A school, I, 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 I got to my ship and, and by the time I got to my ship, it wasn't long before we were headed to, to Damn Neck, Virginia or heading to somewhere else for, for ongoing schooling. Why? Because this has changed. You need to know this. And, and you didn't know this. And this is something that you're going to be doing on this ship. And so you got to know this. And so it's constant teaching and constant teaching and constant teaching. So it's for our own benefit that God teaches us. But you realize it's for the benefit of others that God teaches us as well. So that we can help others. So that we can show others. So that we can not only love, but that we can leave a legacy. You ever thought about your legacy? I think the older we get, the more we think about our legacy. What is a legacy? What am I leaving behind? What am I leaving behind? What has my life taught? What has my life meant? I hope you've already realized this in life. I'm certain you have. That in life, there are some things that are more important than others. Some things are going to count, and some things aren't. Some things are going to go into eternity, and some things aren't. Do you realize, I don't care how nice of the stuff you have, none of it goes with you when you go. You don't get to take your house. You don't get to take your cars. You don't get to take your things. None of those things you get to take with you. Remember what Job said? He said, naked came I in, naked I'm going out. I brought nothing into this world, and I'm taking nothing out. Now, I'm not standing up here and telling you that it's wrong to have things. That's nonsense. It's not wrong to have things. But it is wrong for things to have you. You know what I mean by that? Most of us, I think, know, know what I mean by that. When we have stuff, is anybody, is anybody a, a collector, collector of things? Okay, you know, listen, like we call, the collectors call themselves collectors. Everybody else calls them hoarders, okay? So you may not be a collector, but I know some of you are hoarders, okay? I mean, you got, you mean, you got your first penny that you ever made. You got, you know, everything, you know, you don't get rid of anything, right? That's, that's sometimes me. There's some things that I have that are super sentimental, I'd never sell it. Why? It, well, A, probably nobody would ever want to buy it. But B, it means a lot to me. And there are things that I have, and I'll pull them out from time to time. I've got this, I've got this old book. This little, this little passport book. That Disney was doing years and years and years ago when our kids were really little. Well, they still may do it. Um, at Epcot. And you'd go from 
uh, the, the, different, the different countries. And when you go to that country, they would write your name in their language. They would put a stamp or a sticker on, on that passport, and you'd go to the next one. Well, all our kids did it. Well, Kyle and Anna did it, and then Emma was just, she just, she was, she was bored with it. She didn't want to finish it. So, I like, I like ran from country to country to get this book for Emma so she could have it before we left. And the other day, I'm talking about when they were little, little. The other day, listen, I was going through my sock drawer. I still got my first pair of socks, I think. But anyways, I was going through my sock drawer, and there are these books. I pull them out, these old stand books, and, and the kids are like, oh, I can't believe you still have this. Listen, some of us collect things because they're sentimental to us. Some of us collect things just so we can have things. Let me tell you something. When you go, you don't get to bring any, I don't care how sentimental it is, you don't get to bring it with you. You don't get to take it with you. So listen, have things, that's okay. Don't allow those things to have you and pull you away from the things that are most important. I remember as a kid, my dad and mom, they divorced when I was nine years old. But I remember a little bit as a small child and um, with my mom and dad being together, my dad was a bowl, he was in a bowling league. Anybody ever bowled in a league? My dad was pretty good at bowling. This is back before, some of y'all, some of y'all don't understand. This was back before the computer took your scores. So I remember as a kid going and learning how to manually keep score when it came to bowling. I remember sitting there with my dad, and I mean, I mean, he absolutely loved to bowl. I mean, when I was a kid, I thought he lived to bowl. I mean, I thought that's all he ever did. All he, and to spend time with me, he'd take me with him. And I'd go with him and, and keep score, and, and, uh, and we'd, had, we'd, have a, we'd have a great time together bowling. And I never did, never did bowl. I just kept up with the, the scores, and they, of course, would come behind me and make sure I was doing it right. And, and I remember uh, the, 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 the love that my dad had for bowling. And I can give example after example of things I love to do. Listen, we'll go from time to time. Kyle and I will go from time to time to golf. Top golf. Anybody go to Top Golf? Anybody like golfing? Not a whole bunch of you, huh? Same. N- not a fan. Matter of fact, I went golfing when I was in Dominican Republic, when I was in the Navy. Porta Plata, Dominican Republic. Went to a golf range. Brother Johnny? I mean, the ball went sideways further than it went straight. I mean, every time I hit it. And I'm not that guy. If I'm playing Monopoly, I'm killing everybody. I, I, I play to win. I don't play to have fun. I don't think it's fun losing. So I like to play to win. Well, I find out real early, <laughs> golfing wasn't for me. I, I just I didn't have the patience for it. But you know what I figured out? I like spending time with my son. And so he wants to go to Top Golf. Now, he's not talked to me on getting on the course yet. That's going to that's take a lot of talking. Uh, but we'll go to Top Golf. I mean, we'll just have a great time. But more than hitting the golf ball, I like spending time with Kyle. 
More than doing this, I like spending time with my girls. More than I like doing this, I like spending time with my wife. My wife could eat Mexican breakfast, lunch, and dinner. She's a fan. I like Mexican, mind you. I love it. But I get sick of it. I mean, and by the way, in Rankin, that's about all there is to eat. I mean, I mean, it's terrible. But anyways, she could eat. And sometimes she'll say, oh, well, let's go to Mexican. And I want to say, I just had Mexican for lunch. Do we really? But you know what? I'd rather go to Mexican and spend time with my wife. You see what I'm saying? There are some things that are more important than what you want or what you have or what you want to do. Have you ever had to say no to something you wanted to do because something your kids wanted to do or your spouse wanted to do? Why? Because you knew this was more important than this. Leaving a legacy, passing on what we know and what we have. There's several things. There's several things that I have that mom and dad have already passed on, that Wendy's mom and dad have passed on. I've got dad's old railroad watch. It's actually worth quite a bit of money. And uh, I, 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 I got it. He passed it down. I got uh, uh, dad's dad's old 25 pistol that has, um, that has uh, these cool handles on it. I got, I got it in my office in case I have to J. Frank Knorr or somebody. But anyways, I, I, got it, I got it in my office. Some of you will never get that. But anyways, I, I have it in my office. He passed it down. My dad. My dad, I said, when my dad dies, I said, I said, Dad, listen to me. I don't want anything. Give it to the girls. Spend it all. One thing I want is your coin collection. My dad's got this killer coin collection. He's going to pass it out. Hopefully, I'm trying to stay in his good graces so he can pass it down to me. I, I want that. I would love to have his coin collection. Passing things down, Right. What do we pass down? We pass down things that are important to us, don't we? I got some things my kids, they don't care about having, okay? I've got some things my kids are going to fight over. I've got, I've got lots of Bibles, but I only have one preaching Bible. I've tried. I've tried switching Bibles. I've tried doing, and, and I'm telling you, Anna and Emma about to claw each other's eyeballs out. I said, I'm only 50 for crying out loud. I'm hoping I have a few more years left. And they said, no, no, I'm having that Bible. And Amazon, no, I'm having that. Now, that's my, because why? Because it's important to them, right? So the things that we pass down are important to us, and they're important to the people that we pass it on to. Why? Why do we pass it on? So that they can teach others also. Do you see how it goes from generation to generation to generation? Somewhere. Listen to me, church. Somewhere we failed. Look at our world. Forget our world. Look at our churches. It's become more pitiful every day. The things that pass for churches today would make our forefathers blush. The things that happen and that go on in churches today are absolutely foreign to generations uh, before. And we got, what, was, what has happened? Oh, well, it's, you know, it's these millennials. 
It's this generation. It's this whatever. No, 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 wait a minute. We're always good at passing the buck. We're always good at the blame game. You see, the relationship didn't work because of the other person. This didn't work because of the other person. Right? We're always passing the buck. We're always playing this blame game on somebody else. What we need to do is we need to start taking responsibility for what we have done and what we have not done. For him to know it to do good and doeth it not, Tim it is sin. That's what the scripture says. So if we know it's right to do and we don't do it, see, now we get the sins of commission, right? We get that you're, you know, you're not supposed to commit adultery, you're not supposed to steal, you're not supposed to lie, you know, you don't, you don't do those things. But we leave off the sins of omission. So I'm here to tell you when God says, when God commands to pray and you don't pray, well, according to the Bible, it's sin. And people say, what? No, for him to know it through good and do with it not. If you know it's right to do and you don't do it, then it's sin. And I'm telling you what we've done through generations somewhere in generations past. We have left off passing it on. We've left it off in the home. We've left it off in the church. We left it off in our parenting. How in the world are our kids going to know? Listen to me. You know you're in a mess when parents are letting their children pick their gender. What? 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 If they're letting them pick their gender, then they're letting them do whatever else they want to do. I'm here to tell you, my children are grown, all of them. Emma's home. She was out with Lily. Surprise. And they're out, and they're out there doing something. She is 19 years old. I texted her about 1045 and said, where are you? She said, I'm out with Lily. I said, um, you're on your way home, right? Well, Dad, I cannot know. You need to be home. And I told her what time she needed to be home. When Anna's here, it's the same way. I tell Kyle. He's a little bit different. He's, 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 a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a boy. But I tell him, the doors are going to be locked unless you want to sleep in your truck. This is my house. I lock my doors. This
things on. I went to my aunt's uh, uh, funeral uh, just uh, Saturday. Friday? Friday. I don't even know what day it is. Um, yeah, it was Friday. And went to, uh, went to the funeral. It was down in Jacksonville. Kyle went with me. And, and um, you know, people got up and talked about Aunt Alice. And they talked about how she, every time you saw her, she had a smile. They talked about her being welcoming to people. Everything they say was true. You know what they were saying? They were saying things about her? The legacy that she left. You're leaving, right now, you're leaving a legacy. You're leaving a legacy for your children. You're leaving, leaving a legacy for your church. You're leaving a legacy for the Lord. And people are watching and they're paying attention to how you are living your life. What kind of heritage, what kind of legacy are you leaving? In Titus chapter 2 and verse number 3, the Bible says this, Be in behavior as becometh holiness. Isn't that interesting? Be in behavior as becometh holiness. See, this idea that you can live the way you want to live is foreign to the Bible. God expects you to be holy. God expects you to be righteous. God expects you to live by this book. God expects that. Not only does he expect that, but you're going to answer for it one day when you stand before him. Are we making a difference? Are we being a difference? See, it's great to leave a legacy, but listen to me. One day we're going to be gone, that legacy will be already left. But right now, while you're living, you're leaving that legacy as we speak. How can we be the right kind of heritage? How can we be the right kind of legacy for our kids, for our grandkids, for our church, for our community, for our nation? How can we be the right kind of heritage? Number one. I'll just give you this one. We're kind of out of time this morning, but I want to, I want to leave you with this. If we're going to leave a legacy for a later generation, then we must be an ear. We must be an ear. We've got the mouth down. Some of us run it too much. They say that every person has a word count for, for the day. They say a, a woman speaks almost twice as much as a man. I'm just giving this statistical data. I'm not saying that's true all the way across the board. I'm just saying it's generally right. Some people like to talk more than other people do. Not a bad thing. But you know the Bible says in James 1 that we're to be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. It reminds me when I read that verse in James 1, it reminds me that God gave us two ears and one mouth. It's interesting, isn't it? You ever thought about it? I always think that he gave us two ears so that we might listen twice as much as we talk. Somebody asked me, somebody asks me all the time. It's a constant question I get um, from people. Is After being in the ministry so long, do you Still, still get scared to get. Oh, I never, not prepared to 
what I'm saying is so. So listen twice as much as you hear, or twice as much as you talk. <coughs> Chuck Swindoll said this. Believers who are maturing not only respect God's silence, but they model it as well. That was a really good statement. Believers who are maturing not only respect God's silence. You ever notice that sometimes God is quiet? Sometimes God is not speaking. Do you realize that between the Old Testament and the New Testament, there's 400 years? Matter of fact, they call them the 400 silent years. Sometimes God's not speaking. Sometimes God's not talking. Sometimes you have to be still and know that he is God. We need to listen. We need to pay attention. We need to listen to our kids. We need to listen to our parents. We need to listen to our church. We need to listen to people. We miss a lot because we've forgotten how to listen. We miss a lot because we're too busy talking rather than listening. Listen to these three things this morning. Number one, listen without demeaning. Listen without demeaning. So judgmental. Somebody's trying to tell you something. Somebody's trying to share something with you. You don't have to be ugly. You don't have to be mean-spirited. And by the way, you don't, have to, you don't have to top what they're saying. They want a trip. Your trip was bigger. They, want, they, got, a, they got a new car. Your car is better. You got, I mean, listen, nobody, wants, nobody wants to talk to somebody like that. Listen without demeaning. You know, too many pro, you know what too many people have a problem with is their ego. We need to hold back our ego. Learn to hold back your ego and just listen. Listen without demeaning. Listen without distraction. Turn off the world. Takes turning off the TV, turn it off. Takes putting down the book, put it down. If it takes turning off your phone, I mean, heart attack. I mean, we, listen to me. The phone company has convinced the average person that they cannot live without their phone. One of my favorite things about the wilds, when you get there, Matt and Mary Lauren are going to take your phones. I probably shouldn't have said that before they went. Because every year I have people go, I have kids go, oh my goodness, there's just no way. I mean, I've got an Instagram, I've got a, I've got a Facebook, I've got, a, I mean, I've got to keep up with the, my people, I've got to, you know, I've got to tend to my garden. I, I mean, there's all sorts of crazy things people doing on their phones. And they think they can't live without them. Let me tell you, that's why the phone company is a multi-billion dollar company. Because they give you this $1,000 phone that you're paying for that's only going to last you until you pay off the phone, if you're lucky. And then it's going to start having glitches. And then it's going to drop calls. You think that's on accident? They're pretty smart. And so what do you do? You run out and you buy a new phone. 
Now, I get it. Some of y'all still got the flip phone and got the big numbers on it. Yeah, I got, I'm not, not talking about you. I'm talking about everybody else in this world. You, we, we, you can do without your phone. Do you know why we don't hear? Because we're so distracted. Put your phone down. How many times have you been out to eat? Maybe you're one of them. You sit there and you're watching this couple, and they're both on their phone. Uh, maybe they're, maybe they, and I've convinced myself, maybe they don't want nobody else to hear, so they're texting each other back and forth. I, I, hopefully, hopefully that's the problem. People don't talk anymore, do they? Why? Because we get so distracted in this world. We need to listen without distraction. Listen to these two words. Intentionally focused. That's what we need to be. We need to be intentionally focused. We come to church intentionally focused. We sit under teaching intentionally focused. Let me tell you what I wasn't growing up. I was not intentionally focused. When the teacher spoke, it was like Charlie Brown's teacher. I heard nothing they said. Why? Because I was everywhere else. I mean, literally, I... What was I doing afterwards? How can I get out of this? How can I make myself sick so I can go home? How, I mean, that's the only thing I was thinking about. I mean, I, I had no intentions of listening. Why? Because I was distracted by everything else. Listen without demeaning. Listen without distraction. And listen with determination. Have purpose. Have purpose about your life. Know, know where you're going. Have goals. This is what I want to see out of my children. This is what I want to see out of my relationship. This is what I want to see out of my 401k. This is what I want to see out of my church. This is what I want to see out of whatever. Do you know what we're doing? We're mostly walking around aimlessly. Right? I mean, do you know how many people... Some of you, some of you are just paying attention now because I put a... It's like squirrel, you know. Now, we don't, we, we don't have purpose in life. What do we need to do? We need to get purpose. God has given us purpose. And one of those purposes is to leave a legacy, to leave a heritage that our family can be proud of, that our church can be proud of, but most importantly, that our God can be proud of. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Uh, this morning, our heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Maybe you're here this morning talking about leaving a legacy. The question is, are you saved? The question is, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? That's where it starts. That's where it begins. You say, preacher, I'm not sure I'm saved. I'm not sure if I'd die right now, I'd go to heaven to be with God, and I'm concerned about that. Would you please pray for me? Maybe that's, maybe that's you this morning. Just slip your hand up and write back down, and I pray for you this morning. I'm not sure about my, my salvation, preacher, but would, if, would you remember me in your prayers? Just slip your hand up long enough for me to recognize it and write back down, and I pray for you. That's a privilege, a blessing, to know that our sins are forgiven, to know that one day to be absent from this body will be present with the Lord. What a blessing that is. We're not there yet. What are you doing? To leave a legacy. Are you a listening ear? Are you paying attention? Are you swift to hear? Slow to speak and slow to anger.
God, help us to open up our ears without demeaning, without distraction. Can, can people come to you in confidence and talk to you? Or just as soon as they get out the door, you're on Facebook or you're texting somebody, you're talking to somebody about what you just talked to them about. Shame on us. Let's listen without demeaning. Let's listen without distraction. Let's listen determined. Determined we're going to make a difference. Determined we're going to live for the Lord. Determined we're going to leave a legacy. Let's stand together, head bowed, eyes closed. Instruments playing this morning, a hymn invitation. Maybe here at this altar, right there at your seat, you need to pray this prayer. Lord, help me as I leave my legacy. Help it to be a holy one, a righteous one. It already is a blessed one. God has blessed you. Let others know about it. If you need to come, for whatever reason, as the piano and the organ play, you come. So, Lord, what a great uh, hymn that is. No turning back. No turning back. Let's decide to follow Jesus, and uh, we won't be sorry for it. Be back in your place, 6 o'clock for prayer, 6.30 for the evening service uh, next Sunday. Next Sunday, the Applebee's will be with us. Next Sunday morning after the services, uh, 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 the Allegoods are going to be having a meeting for camp. So be here if you can be here uh, for those two things. That will help us as if, if everybody that's going or sending somebody can be present for that uh, meeting, that would be a great big help.